0: Hello podcast listeners and welcome to the 8th of July 2020 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is a special place for many reasons, but one of them is the people. Endlessly adaptable, able to withstand the strongest typhoons, and able to rub shoulders with them on another every day without too much fuss and bother. Nowhere is this more obvious than on our transportation system. From buses and trains to trams and ferries, public transport in this city is fantastic. But there's one form of transport more divisive than all the others. The minibus. Some love them, some avoid them, but everyone has a minibus story. And today you can hear Suki's version, and then Yet another alternative form of transport from Niharika. Before we get to today's podcast, though, a huge and slightly sticky hello goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. I know it's hot out there, but just remember, take it slower, rest in the wild. Thanks go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week, particularly to listeners in Virginia Beach in Virginia and Arcadia in California in the United States of America. Lisbon in Portugal and Toronto in Canada Thanks for letting our stories into your ears We have returned to our regular weekly workshops in July cautiously but confidently Thanks to our entire Hong Kong community for your patience and care and for masking up and keeping us all safe We'll keep you updated through the links on our website hongkongstories.com July's show is under construction On Thursday, 23rd of July, our storytellers will be taken to the stage to tell stories about community. Tickets will be on sale in the next week and links will go up on the website hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with the story from our January 2020 show, Ready, Steady, Go. Here is Suki.
1: September, I have relied on a 16-seater, rickety red minibus, taking me from Tai Po, where I live, to Yunlong, where I work. I could get the double-decker bus, but it takes double the time. (laughs) There are six drivers who rotate on this service and the terrain asks for a very sober navigation through the uplands and lowlands of the beautiful Lamchin Valley Lamchin Valley let me say that again <laughs> any swerve to the left or right could be perilous I'm waiting on this minibus, waiting for it to fill so we can start off our journey. And each time a passenger gets on, we jerk left, then right. And I feel like we're over half full. But my thoughts are suddenly, brutally interrupted by this incessant honking, honking, honking by the waiting minibus parallel to ours. Oh, my goodness, what is that? My eyes narrow on this short-haired, loutish bully of a driver. A woman driver. Hey, thirteen passenger, move, move, get a moving, go, go, go! What the hell? My driver gormlessly goes, okay. He shuts the doors, sets his journey on. Just as he's about to, I turn and notice there are two passengers, potential passengers, on the pavement. Outside the door, driver, there are two customers that could get on. But just as I'm wondering, someone behind me informs me of the new policy, the 13th passenger policy. You see, if those passengers wanted to get on this minibus, they would have to go around the corner after the 13th passenger. And then the driver would be going around and open the door for them. Otherwise, they would have to wait for the waiting driver to pick them up. That way, all of the drivers would get enough business. You get me? I got it. Two weeks later, I'm in a rush to get to school. And I'm running onto the minibus. And just as I get on, I see who my driver is. (laughs) She's not sat in the driver's seat. Oh, no. She's sat between the driver's seat and the door, that space, with her legs splayed out as though she's relaxed with another driver and playing cards in her hand. Oh, she's got all the time in the world to play some kind of high-low gambling game. I look and count how many people are on the minibus. Suki, I don't like to pick fights. You've got to say something. She doesn't say all she did say the other day. For you to not say anything back. Double standards. Excuse me. I'm the 13th passenger. Well, I'm your minibus driver. Right, Suki. Go on. Tell her. Excuse me. I remember you... Honking your horn after the 13th passenger, you knew what that meant. Excuse me, lady, if you have a problem about me driving and you're in a rush, you get off my minibus and find other transport. (sighs) I saw her eyes bulging. I saw the thickness of her neck and somehow the temperature in the minibus rose a few Bits of sweat down my down my face. I was about to say something else, but someone at the back said, Yeah, driver, when are we going to get going? Hey, I told you, if you have a problem, you get off my bus. Right, she's lost it. I did not feel safe. I want my money back. Yeah, I'm going to get off and get other transport. She slapped the money in my my palm and I jumped off the minibus just to feel the coolness outside. But I could feel the burning of her eyes, the back of my head. I tagged down the taxi and as I did, the taxi driver could see I was very flustered. Hey miss, what's the matter? Oh, that minibus driver! Oh, her, she's famous. <laughs> oh, she may be famous, but she's at one of six. Suki, the likelihood of you seeing her again is highly probable. <laughs> right, Suki, if you see her again... You say nothing. You keep quiet. Give her no fuel. You hear me, Suki? Yes. Well, as life journeys have it, three days later, (laughs) I'm walking towards the minibus. Oh, my goodness, I see the silhouette of the short-haired, loutish bully. Suki, remember... Maybe she won't remember me. As I slowly get on that minibus and quietly sit in my seat, she turns around. Hey! Do you want to get on this minibus? Yes. Do you know who your minibus driver is? Yes, just check in.
0: Well, do you want to get on this minibus? Just checking. Suki is an accomplished speaker, and we're glad she's joined our storytelling family. You can join us, too. We host regular free workshops and monthly shows, and we love to guide people through the sometimes unsteady waters of storytelling and speaking in public. Have a look at our website, hongkongstories.com, for more details. Now... With a story first told in 2018, here is Neherika.
2: We were halfway through our arduous voyage when we capsized. Neither of us knew how to swim. The water current was really strong. If you ask my friend Unayan, he'll tell you we almost died that day. Did we, though? I mean, our arduous voyage was from one beach in Saikong to another, (laughs) a two-kilometer journey on our kayaks. So here's what happened. Unen and I were in one kayak, and my fiance, Indy, was in a single-person kayak close to us. We'd started off as a group of uh, 11, eight enthusiastic and experienced kayakers, and three and she is first-timers, Unai and Indi and I. This was supposed to be a fun birthday celebration for our friend Saurabh, uh, kind of like a reunion with our university friends we'd lost touch with. But guess what? After meeting them for a quick group photo at the starting point, we lost touch with them again. <laughs> <sighs> so the three of us, Unai, Indy, and I are left behind trying to figure out how to paddle so that we can turn left, so we can finally start going in the right direction. We're like turning all over the place. The three of us have been close friends since university. We hang out pretty much every weekend. By that, I mean gather at one of our apartments, get some delivery, get some drinks, play some music or watch some YouTube. When we say we want to do something outdoors today, we definitely mean al fresco brunch that's about it. Saurabh's birthdays give us sedentary beings a chance to flex our non-existent adventure muscles. So three years ago, he took us quad biking. I spent the night in the hospital with a sprained arm and a wounded foot. Now three years later, here we are in the South China Sea, cursing Saurabh under our breaths again. I remind myself, though, we did prepare for this kayaking adventure. We watched two YouTube videos in the cap to Saikong. Basic paddling techniques and kayaking for beginners. Now I'm playing the first video in my head as we are paddling. Arms at 90 degrees. Rotate torso. Dip at an angle and unwind from the hip for a short stroke. Not bad, pretty good. One and I, and I are starting to get good momentum. It's pretty surprising considering he didn't even know what kayaking was until we got into the cab. Uh, guys, what are these videos talking about? Don't we just pedal with our feet? <laughs> yes, we were not laughing too. Onan, we are not going for a family pedal-boarding picnic on like those pink swan-shaped boats. But guys, I need to cut him some slack. He was paranoid from the beginning about this whole thing. A, he doesn't know how to swim. Neither do I. But he's actually scared of water. B, he really wanted an experienced kayaking partner to feel comfortable. He ended up with me. (laughs) So anyway, we are almost halfway into our journey when I noticed that our kayak is swaying. And I'm like, that's probably normal. I mean, what do I know about kayaking? And then it starts filling up with water. That can't be normal. And that definitely didn't happen to the YouTube guys. (laughs) So and I decide, it's wise to pause, get the water out of our kayak, and then continue. I'm doing exactly that. I'm relentlessly splashing water from, like, in front of me. And then Unyan starts paddling again. Faster than before. Getting more water in than I managed to take out. Like, Unayen, what's going on? Let's not stop. I need this to be over with. Let's keep going. Like, okay. And we continue paddling. And the kayak is swinging way too much. Hang on. The kayak isn't swinging. Unayan is... At this point, I realize the real reason he was seasick. He is seasick. Shit. Okay. Onean, just relax. Calm down, okay? You're going to be fine. Stop paddling. I'll paddle and keep us moving. You focus on keeping yourself upright. Okay? Onean, are you okay there? He nodded, but he didn't stop swaying. So now I have to shift my body weight to counter his sway. He moves to the left, I have to shift to the right. He drops to the right, and I have to quickly put my weight on the left. So I'm doing this, paddling with one hand, getting water from the kayak out with the other hand, while constantly shifting my body weight to counter the sway from someone much heavier than me. And then I notice Onya's head's dropping. The upper part of his body is going in small circles. I'm worried now. I really do not want him to fa- faint and fall face first into the ocean. That's not going to happen. So I stop. Sw- I stop paddling. I need to keep my focus on Onan. Onan, bro, you need to stay upright. You need to open your eyes, chin up. Onan, just you're gonna be fine, okay? Just chin up. Keep your eyes open. Stay upright. You are going to be fine. As I say that, though, I know we're not going to be fine because our kayak is practically submerged in water. As I look down, I see the lower part of my body under a thin layer of water. I look at Onan in front of me, his denim shorts completely wet. I can't help but laugh. He showed up for kayaking in brunch clothes. <laughs> Slick black Zara shirt, white denim shorts, and Converse sneakers. (laughs) We did tell him in the cab that the denim shorts are going to weigh you down if you fall into the water. Well, I'm not planning to fall into the water, because if I do, it's game over. Well, three, two, one, game fucking over. (laughs) We're in the water. Unayan is convinced his life jacket is not working. He's flapping his heads and moving his legs. The panic is visible in his droopy, seasick eyes. Thankfully, Indy's around. He's sitting tight on his kayak. He takes care of Unayan, trying to calm him down while I'm doggy paddling around to gather stuff that fell out of our kayak. Got the paddles. Managed to get one of my slippers. But where is our bag? Unayan. You know the bag with all our stuff? I don't find it anywhere. Your phone, your wallet, everything probably sunk when we capsized. Now, as soon as he heard this, Oneyan gained magical powers. (laughs) Move (laughs) out of the way, Niharka. Whoa! Within an instant, he single-handedly flipped our capsized kayak. Wow. I guess being a trader by profession, the thought of losing money was all he needed to, to recover. Wow. And guess what? The bag that I was looking for was right under our kayak, so we found that. The three of us did a celebratory air five. Our seasick friend had recovered. I guess I spoke too soon. As we were trying to climb back on the kayak, Onen started to get anxious again. Guys, are there sharks in this water? (laughs) Of course not, I said as nonchalantly as possible, while imagining all the sharks and jellyfish and whatnot right underneath my feet. I need to calm down because Onen is not calm. He's looking down. He looks like he's about to faint any time. This is not good. Indy starts whistling to get attention from nearby boats because it's clear at this point that even if we do manage to get back on the kayak, there is no way he can paddle to shore in his barely conscious state. A good Samaritan finally heard Indy's whistle and called the police for us. The Hong Kong police showed up in 20 minutes. They got us onto their sexy black rescue boats. They can only be described as Batmobiles, racing over the waves. We were at the shore in minutes. So now the question, is what Onan believes true? Could we have died? Absolutely not. But Indy and I take pride in telling Unayun we saved his life, so we let him <laughs> believe so. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Today's Stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.